0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Diet Obsessed Podcast. I am your host, Veronica Santarelli, and this is a podcast for those of us who are just obsessed with all things diet culture, and we'd like to discuss the details and mention it all. All right, let's get into the episode. So today I'm going to be reviewing two podcasts, uh, one from Ben Greenfield Fitness, that's the name of it, Ben Greenfield Fitness Podcast, and then also another uh, one from DST. I'll explain why I did two in, in a few minutes. Uh, but first, just some personal updates and my segments. Um, so first of all, thank you all for supporting the show. This is an episode of Craving More. So I'll speak a little f- more freely about some of my personal drama and, you know, opinions on this show, because I can, you know, we're behind a paywall, so I can speak a little more freely. I know in my last episode I was a little um a little broad about some of the stress that I've had lately and um and i so i wanted to start with my mental health check in because it was it wasn't doing okay until this morning and i am not okay right now to be honest i stopped crying a few minutes ago before i got on this on this uh show to record and i just oh my god i'm just having a really bad morning Um, so for those of you who have been listening for a while, you've heard me talk about this cannabis company that we're trying to open in Boston. We're trying to get our license there. And it has literally been the bane of my existence. There's just been challenge after challenge, after roadblock, after roadblock. And a big part of that has been this partner that we've chosen, that we are now stuck with. And I... How can I explain this uh, in in an appropriate way? because i I really have been doing a lot of work on myself to be a better person and and also to control what I can control. And truly, you should be able to control like what comes out of your mouth. and like you can't control your emotions necessarily. Like you're gonna feel the emotions that you have, but how you react in those moments. and like, what you put out into the world based on those emotions that's what you you are supposed to be able to control that i i still have trouble and you know for the last few weeks i I've, I've been really proud of myself i'm like oh wow i'm handling these situations so much better i'm so much more evolved like look at me and this morning it all just spiraled down and and it stemmed from so the security team that we hired is 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 flaky. Like they drive me crazy, you know, when I was over there in Boston trying to get them, like they rescheduled on me and it sucks. Like I had to take an extra day for, you know, trip from Maine. I had to get a, an extra hotel room. It, it sucked. But if anybody's dealt with tech teams or construction teams, they 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 can be flaky, and it is it is it's you you always hope that you have like the most responsible, the most dedicated teams possible. But things are going to come up, and you kind of just have to roll with the punches and and continue problem solving and figure it out. And our partner, so the, the tech team was supposed to be there today; they reschedule till tomorrow, <clears throat> and. Our partner is just unwilling to be there tomorrow and he won't, he won't tell us like what he has going on. He just says, I can't do it. And, and my, my, what I think it is, is I think he's just being stubborn and because he, like they didn't show up today, I think he's just, nope, nope, I'm not going to do it. You know, he probably wants to like go party and drink and smoke weed and, you know, be a loser with his girlfriend and just not do anything over the weekend, which look, I like to drink and smoke, we do, and I like to have my weekends off, but we own a business. And when you're a business owner, you got to fucking sacrifice sometimes. Like, you just do. Sometimes you can't go out every weekend. Sometimes you have to work. Sometimes you have to, like, like roll with it and be there when the team can get there. Like, it sucks. You hope that they do what they say will do, but but sometimes that just doesn't happen, and this guy that we are partnered with is so obstinate. He's so stubborn. He's he doesn't have a job. Like he literally I don't know what he does with his time. He doesn't have a job. He's constantly telling us how he has no money and and he needs to use our company credit card to pay for the gas in his car and buy a cheeseburger. And we're like, go ahead, Dan, go ahead and buy your cheeseburger. Go ahead and put gas in your car, but be there for the security team. We pay we've paid him almost a hundred thousand dollars in salary and he still will just throw up his hands and walk off the project and, and act like a petulant child instead of a business owner. And I'm sorry, but like, I, uh, it, it's, it's just, it's, it's so, and I know, you know, sometimes I've sacrificed too much and you do have to set boundaries. Like I get that. But when you have this really like every kind of day that that things don't get done and every week it progresses, like him not being there tomorrow, I'm going to have to try to guide the security team through the property and tell them all the things to do from Arizona. And that's just not ideal. And if it's not done correctly because there's no one on site to make sure it's done correctly, it's just going to set us back. And we could go bankrupt. We could just lose that whole opportunity. And, you know, I thought I had, I had like, like mentally made myself okay with that. And I still don't want to fail. I don't want to fail. I don't want to lose everything we've put into it. So I still like have this pressure on my shoulders to make sure things go smoothly. And and I tried to like talk kindly to our partner and motivate him to try to understand that sometimes this stuff happens. and And he just started like, you know, like attacking me personally. And then I, of course, got angry and... Anyway, it just spiraled into this. And then I get ashamed of like, of, of like getting so upset and just losing my cool because that's also not good leadership. And I, I do want to, I strive to be the best leader I can be. And I sometimes get embarrassed at like how I lose my cool. And I just, this person brings out the absolute worst qualities in me it just i hate who i become when i have to interact with this person and we all like who's the who's someone you've had to work with that you hated if if any of you want to take the time to dm me a personal story to share in someone terrible that you've had to work with i would love to hear it um there's one other person that i've worked with in my history of of employment that you know was probably just as bad, but, but this is so much worse because I have like so much of my own personal, you know, investment in, in this company. And he is the roadblock, right? He is the thorn in my side that is literally irritating me at every turn. And it's taking every ounce of, of effort that I have inside me to, try to communicate in an effective manner with him. And I just had to step away. I'm like, I just, you know, our CFO is like seeing this exchange go back and forth. And he's like, stop communicating with him, go take a breath. And I'm like, okay, I will do that. (laughs) Sorry, guys, I just had to vent. Um, So my mental health is not great right now. Uh, And I think like this whole week, I've been kind of scavenging and like emotional eating at night, I think, because I was anticipating that this was supposed to happen today. We we're supposed to get this project done today. And uh, of course it didn't happen. So, so yeah, so we're back to square one and hopefully we I can guide them and figure this out tomorrow from Arizona. Really nervous about it, trying not to stress out about it. But, um, so yeah, so that's been my little mental health check-in. I do hope that all of you have had a much better week than this, uh, and have good effective ways of dealing with your stress. So anyway, that is my mental health check-in. Okay, so let's get into the healthy habits segment, uh, because I, even though I've been a little stressed this week and have been doing a little bit of emotional eating, I have been working out, you know, I, I ran on Monday and Tuesday, and then I also ran on Sunday. I actually worked out quite a bit on Sunday because I had a pool day that way that day. Um, and so I took Wednesday off because I had a Legree uh, Pilates class scheduled for this morning, which is so intense and so tough that I just wanted like a day off in between so that I would feel energized. So this morning I just got back from that class and I was, I was angry for my conversation with our partner. So I was like, let me just go and like sweat and burn off some of the stress and so, uh, so I feel a little bit better. I'm just glad I got that done. Um, but so that's good. So I'm, I'm glad I worked out and I will say my healthy protein shake, my little smoothie that I have every morning, just having that does keep me at least with some balance because it's got so many healthy nutrient dense things in it. I did add the rest of my yogurts into there this, this week for some extra protein, um, I did get, I, I just, I didn't go grocery shopping this week cause I bought so much stuff last week. And so I was kind of just trying to use up the, the rest of the things that I had. Like I had, um, another package of asparagus left and I had a little piece of salmon left. So I, finished that because I didn't want that to go bad. And ugh, I think I've just had too much salmon lately because the salmon was like turning me off and it was just it smelled fishy. I, I still ate it, <laughs> but, um, I don't know. It just, I, I think I've just been eating it too much. So I need a break from that. And, um, I don't know. I like had some olives I had. So just had some, like some random things that I was picking at at night. Um, I had like an egg on a half a protein bagel, but I ended up putting too much salt on my egg. So anyway, it's, it's, it's been a little bit of an off week, uh, with my food just because I haven't been quite as structured, but, um, but the healthy habits have been the working out, the healthy protein shake and, you know, getting in as many whole foods as I possibly can. Um, so Those are the healthy habits for this week. Now for my tasty treats of the week segment. So this week, so let me start from when I taped my podcast last weekend. So, so Chad actually went away to Vegas this past weekend and he was there for a bachelor party. I was a little worried. I just, you know, my ex-husband got arrested (laughs) on his bachelor party, like way back in the day. Uh, that's a story for another day, but, um, I think it was for, I think they ended, like, him and his crew ended up getting into a fight. So I was worried that, you know... So it was Mich- my best friend, Michelle, her, her fiance wanted to do a big, you know, alcohol fueled bachelor party and invited, he has a bunch of friends from Florida. He has, um, you know, and he invited Chad and his friend, Bob. So, um, so they were supposed to go and play golf at like 1130. He's like, dude, it's going to be 116 degrees out. <laughs> and so anyway, I was just, I was like, please I know you guys are going to be drinking a lot. Please, please, please just don't like if, if they start to get into a fight, just please walk away. I'm like, I get really triggered by bachelor parties because of my own experience from the past. So just please, like, I don't care if you go to a strip club. Like I don't care about and, and he, Chad, like my Chad didn't really want to go to a strip club, or at least that's what he told me. Um, I just don't think it's really his thing. Uh, but the other Chad definitely wanted to go. He had, like sent him a text of this like seven hundred ninety five dollar like VIP table that they wanted to get, and my Chad was just like, "Ugh, I do not want to do this." He ended up not. My Chad ended up not going to the strip club with them uh, because he's like they were just. He's like him and his friend, like his friends at least. He 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 loves Chad the the Bachelor, but he didn't love a lot of his friends. He's like some of his friends were just. Pieces of shit, to be honest. So, um, so anyway, so with Chad gone, I was like, Ooh, I got the house to myself. I don't know. I just, I like a weekend alone. And I could have, I was like, Hmm, what am I going to go get to eat? I was all like, Hmm, what am I, and, and I could have, I don't know. It was like this weird weekend where I like wanted to treat myself. But I, I don't know. Like, you know, when those times when, You can have anything. You've like given yourself permission to have anything, and you can't really figure out what you want. The only thing I was craving. Was a sandwich because of my last episode because I was talking about how remember when I was doing the review of the Good Guys podcast and and Ben was talking about the sandwich like the big sandwich with the Italian bread and then this and then that so I started craving like a sandwich and I was like okay where do I want to get my sandwich and so I was looking over like a bunch of like Italian delis because he was talking about like the Italian bread and this and that. But really, like, I, and I I told you, you guys, about how I had gone in Maine to get that. Like, I was, I was, I got that Italian sandwich that had the, the mortadella and the mozzarella and, like, all these, like, Italian meats. And I just, it sounded so good. And I wanted to try that combination. And then I didn't end up liking it. Like, I took the mortadella off. And I don't know, it just... So I'm like a really simple person when it comes to sandwiches. I'm really particular. I don't like mayo. And so I was actually craving my Mediterranean veggie sandwich from Panera. Yes, basic bitch, Panera, I know. But guess what, guys? Like their their bread is like Now I was tempted to substitute like a baguette for this soft bread they use. But I thought, will will it be too crusty with just the veggies inside? So I decided to stick with the bread that they do. I, I actually really never knew what kind of bread they use. It's it's like this tomato basil bread. And so, so I basically, I, the way I order it is with no tomato and no, um, they usually put these like really sweet red peppers. I don't know if they're actual red peppers. I think there's something else, but that's like a little sweeter and tangier, I want to say pepitas, but I don't think that that's the right term. But um, I always ask for it not, you know, to take those out, take the tomato out. And so what it ends up having is red onion, which I love red onion. It has these leafy greens, which are really... um, tender. It could be butter lettuce. I don't know, but I really love their greens that they use in this specific sandwich. They had hummus. They had a little bit of um, feta cheese. Granted, this is, a, this is a sandwich I make home all the time, and I end up putting black olives, which I love. Um, but I do love Panera. I love the bread. I love the little bag of chips that you can get with it and the pickle because I like a bite of each. I like a little bite of the sandwich, bite of the pickle, bite of the chip. <clears throat> cannot get better than that. I'm sorry. It's so delicious. And so now this bread was extra sweet. I'm not sure what they did to it, but when I got it home, so this is what I did. So I get, I go to Panera, I get this meal and I did end up getting a couple pastries too. I got a Cho- I had a gift card there. So do you guys use your gift cards? I like make, I'm one of those people. I like make sure to use my gift cards and I'd won this, this Panera gift card. So maybe that's also why I wanted to use the gift card anyway. <clears throat> so I, I wanted to use all of it. And so I ended up getting this chocolate eclair, not like chocolate, not chocolate eclair, c- chocolate croissant and a blueberry muffin. So it was a very carb heavy meal, but that was like my food for the night. So and like my treat meal for the night. Okay, it's a it's a Friday night. I had to work all Friday. I had to work on Saturday, so I'm like, I'm just gonna get this meal. So I get home and I immediately scrape off all the veggies because I wasn't ready to eat it yet. So I scrape everything off. I roll. I wrap up the bread so it doesn't get soggy. And then, and I actually picked up a whole because one little bag of chips is not enough for this sandwich. So I went and picked up some extra little bags of chips. And, and then, and I put on my reality TV and then I, I constructed the first half of sandwich, had half the pickle, half the chips with it, chef's kiss. (laughs) And then a little bit of pastry in between, a little bit of the blueberry muffin. And then when I was ready for the second, I had the extra chips, had the rest of the pickle, constructed the rest of my half a sandwich, and it was not soggy. It was perfect. So I'm really anal about not letting bread get soggy. This is why I very rarely will order a sandwich to go or I'll never get anything really delivered that's coming on bread because by the time it gets there, it's going to be soggy, which is terrible. So, so that was my meal on I I, think, I can't remember I think that was Friday or Saturday. I can't remember which day it was. But um And then Sunday, I had a pool day with my girlfriend, so we had some drinks, and I was going to eat something really delicious that day too, but um, I was potentially going to stop at Smashburger. I didn't really end up, I, I think I was just kind of like getting anxious about the week, maybe the alcohol gave me a little anxiety, so I didn't really splurge the way I might normally do on a Sunday. So, so Monday, I still had some of those little bags of chips left. And so, you know, after my healthy start to the day, at the very end of the day, I'm like, hmm, I still got some of those chips left. So I ended up eating like some of that Prevail turkey jerky. So I had a little protein, had the rest of my healthy protein shake, and had two bags of chips. So balance, right? So that was a tasty treat. And then I did go, another notable meal that I have to mention um, is this breakfast that I went to. So back when I was like broke as a joke, when we were going through this Court case, and even when I first moved to Arizona, I'm like, oh my god, I go to these networking breakfasts and they, they cake. It's like these really great meals. I mean, some places have, have not great meals and some places have really good meals. This breakfast, let me tell you, okay? Now, I didn't eat all of it, but let me just explain what was there. So, you start as soon as I started on the left hand side, I saw locks, I saw bagels, I saw shrimp cocktail, shrimp cocktail. At a breakfast, at a networking breakfast, I'm like, oh, shrimp cocktail, you are mine very soon. They were making fresh omelets. Now, I'm not an omelet girl. Um, I'll eat one, but I really, I'm not a huge egg person. And I don't like things in my eggs, because if I'm going to have an egg, it needs to be fried and well done. And I do like a little crusty cheese on it. But usually omelets are kind of like soft and and mushy in the middle, because especially if you're putting vegetables and they sweat. So I'm very particular about the type of omelet. If I get an omelet, it's basically going to be maybe cheese, maybe some onion, uh, maybe cheese and onion, pretty much that's what I want in it. Um, I could potentially have a little bit of like crisp bacon. If it's already crisp and on the side, that would be good sprinkled in, but I'd actually rather like bite a piece of bacon on the side and take a bite of the omelet. So anyway, so I didn't have an omelet, but it was there. And then they had sausage and bacon And then they had, they had all these pastries, they had, uh, potatoes, they had like home fries, they had, and then this tray of donuts. I'm like, oh my God, they have donuts. And usually I can stay away from them, but these were those like old fashioned, uh, yellow and chocolate donuts. And they were like stacked, like, and they just looked delectable. So I avoided them at first. I'm like, am I gonna have a donut? Am I not gonna have a donut? Am I gonna have a donut? Am I not gonna have a donut? It's this like inner inner war with myself. Um, so I end up getting, I load up on the shrimp, and and I did, I I sometimes get, I usually choose bacon, but I end up getting some sausage. So I took three sausages. I took a big, I did take a scoop of the potatoes, even though looking at them, I'm like. These are pretty much raw. <laughs> like I like well done potatoes, and these potatoes were hard, <laughs> and so I could tell that. So I I barely ate, like I took like a couple little tiny 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 bites of of potato with like a little bite of the sausage, but I, I pretty much left almost everything I'd taken alone on the plate as far as potatoes went. But I ate the sausage, I ate the shrimp, so that was good. I had a lot of protein. Um, and because of that, because of the way, if you combine protein and you eat some protein first, if you eat a donut next, as we'll learn, as we learned from the glucose goddess, and as we'll learn from this podcast I'm about to talk about, um, that's a good way to do it. (laughs) So, and there was this woman sitting beside me that was like, also excited about the donuts. And she's like, I love donuts. I'm like, I do too. And so I ended up walking. She's like, I forgot to get one. I'm going to have to get one. And then we started talking about how maybe we'll take it home with us and it'll be like a treat later. And how sometimes we forget when we like wrap up cookies or pastries from these networking events and it like falls apart in our bag and crumbles everywhere. And everybody had a story like because we're in Arizona, it's literally like scorched earth outside. You go outside, it's like 120 degrees. And some of my colleagues that were sitting there were like, oh yeah, like I took a piece of chocolate, I don't know what I was thinking and put it in my pocket and it melted. And then I pull out a business card to give someone and it's full of chocolate. I'm like, that's totally something that would happen to me. <laughs> like I've definitely done something like that before. but um, But I did end up wrapping up one of the chocolate donuts and I got another one because I'm like, well, I just had a lot of protein. So I can take like a couple bites of this donut with very little impact to my body. So I just ate a couple of the like heavily icing, iced parts. And, um, and it was delicious. So I probably had about a third of that donut, lots of protein, and, and it was great. So I ended up leaving there and going to work. And I did end up going to a networking event later and it was at a Mexican restaurant. And I'm like, Ooh, maybe I'll sneak in there, grab a, you know, it was being catered. So I'm like, hmm, there's going to be some good food there. So I did have some of the chips that had a really unique salsa. It was good. Had a couple glasses of wine, had, um, I actually, I took these two corn tacos that had this, it was some kind of pork on top and it had like a, like a pineapple relish with a little bit of guac. And what I did is it was in a corn tart tortilla, which I don't like corn tortillas. I like a flour tortilla. So what I did was I took a couple of the crispy, um, crispy chips and just put a couple of the bites of the pork from the taco on that. And ate it that way. So it was like a crunch with a little pork and the pineapple and the guac. And <clears throat> it was delicious. So that was good. Um, so those are my tasty treats of the week. Uh, I, I feel like I should have had more exciting things to report over the weekend, um, but that didn't happen. So anyway, hopefully you enjoyed my Panera story. <laughs> anyway, those are my tasty treats of the week. I hope all of you had some delicious food this week yourselves. All right, now let's get into my podcast reviews. So the first one was called the Ben Greenfield Fitness Podcast. So this is a brand new one for me and the the way I found out about it was actually one of my listeners One of my subscribers, hey girl, thank you so much for DMing me. I really appreciate recommendations. And she, you know, raved about this podcast. She's like, this guy is so smart. He's super knowledgeable. She's like, this is kind of like the guru when it comes to like anything kind of like diet stuff. And so, So I couldn't wait to listen to it. Now, when I got, when I I looked at the episode she had recommended, it was, he was interviewing a guy called Joel Green. And so, okay, when I, when I looked at, I mean, it was like an almost two hour podcast and I'm like, and, and it looked like good information. It looked like it was going to be all about gut health and uh, biohacking and all kinds of those things that I love and I'm super interested in. I will say when I started listening to it, I was like, mm, I don't know if I'm going to be able to get through this. I here. So here's the thing. The information was phenomenal in this podcast. I I, I recommend you go and listen yourself if you want the minute details in order to get through this podcast, what I had to do was just listen, listen lightly for enjoyment. And then I, what I did was I took a few notes on things that stood out to me that I was able to kind of put into my own words. I did end up looking up a lot of terms that were used because I did want to know a little bit more about some of the terms that they use and and what they were. Um, The reason that it didn't, I don't think I'll continue to listen to a lot of these podcasts or review. I'll I'll give it another chance. She wanted me to listen to part one and part two. So this was just part one. Here's the thing. So I, I did that other podcast that I, about with Dr. William Lee, who's this, you know, very brilliant researcher, physician, you know, does clinical trials. And I loved listening to him because he was able to, take really complicated concepts and break them down into really simple, easy to understand analogies and terms. And that that's not done in this podcast. My impression of Joel Green is, A, he is really smart. I mean, this guy is super, super knowledgeable. However he he wants everyone to know it like he uses so many scientific terms that unless you are a scientist yourself <laughs> or you know somebody with a real science background like you're you're going to have to look up a lot of the stuff that he's saying i mean he he does throw in an analogy every now and then that's really helpful but for the most part it, it kind of was unnecessary i felt like he was trying to impress his viewer, his listeners, and make sure they understood that he is an expert. And I think a lot of times people want things to sound overcomplicated, and it's typically because they want to sell you something. And he has a company where he sells a lot of health products. So I don't know, maybe that's part of it. And again, that's, that's, you know, certainly, um, and maybe he just doesn't even understand that that's how he comes across to some people because he he's he's so familiar with these terms. So I, can, I I'm happy to give him the benefit of the doubt on that because I've been you know I know a lot about cannabis and the science behind it and a lot of scientific terms and I know that sometimes people if I'm, I'm speaking to people that have never heard these terms before, they, it's 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 too much for them too. So I I get that that can happen. Um, but so, so Joel is in the, in the 1970s, they kind of describe him as an old school biohacker. So in the 1970s, he was interval training in 1979. He was doing Olympic lifts three hours a night in the eighties. He was studying MCTs. Then he tried the keto diet in the nineties and, uh, what they call intermittent fasting today. Um, he said in the mid-90s, he experienced rebound from chronic starvation. Uh, so we'll talk about that in, in this episode because he ended up getting gaining a lot of weight. Um, and then in the, in the late 90s, he went through his clean eating phase, his macro phase, his ancestral diet phase. Uh, By 2001, he had had his first nutrition website, publishing the cutting-edge research. In 2006, he came to the end of all of the above and discovered none of it worked over time under real-life pressure— Um, so he's authored a lot of articles himself, uh, and, and links gut bacteria to obesity. And we actually talked about that in that episode from Dr. William Lee about how, you know, fat releases hormones and, um, and, and some of these ideas are actually familiar to me from, from that that show that I did in the past. Uh, so anyway, he has a very successful website and he's he's launched his own you know diet systems that have tar- that target gut bacteria and so so anyway he's he's very knowledgeable he's published his own articles based on some of the research that he's read and so so they kind of got into it so this was this was the very beginning of the podcast when Ben was asking Uh, Joel about you know what his breakfast is like and and Joel went into this huge diatribe of really complicated terms and what he calls fasting amplification which means taking all the pathways of fasting that work and supercharging them without actually having to fast Um, so anyway that's when I I was like okay I just need to like listen to this so this is this is just a few snippets of, of things that I took from that episode, okay? This is not a full review like I usually do. So if you want to go listen to the details, I do recommend you go listen to this show. Um, so he ended up doing a lot of extreme things back in the day. I talked about them a little bit in the introduction. He was shredded. He did get results, really great results from doing these different types of, of plans and diets, but he did experience that rebound. So he would he would do all these things that worked for a short period of time. But then he would rebound and gain a lot of weight back. So he said that he was eating. He ended up eating out of control. At that point, he didn't really understand about leptin and gut health and the microbiome. He was binging. He was binging food because of that rebound effect of doing so many restrictive things, uh, you know, upsetting his, um, his microbiome. And then he found he was binging food. He ended up getting fat. What he, that was, that was his term. And he would always be able to achieve short-term results with the latest trend, but then his body would rebound and he would end up gaining weight. So, This is a guy that speaks really highly on both deadlifts and doing sprints. He's like, fundamentally, we need to be able to sprint and run away from threats. And, you know, back of the day when we were, you know, our ancestors, they had to basically do deadlifts to carry meat that they would hunt back to their their camp. And so, so him talking about that, it did make me kind of want to do sprints, (laughs) but I've, I've always been the type that get, I get very injured from deadlifts. I've tried and I have pretty good form. I mean, that I don't know. I, I think overall in most things that I do when I'm weightlifting, I have really good form. But for some reason, I must not keep that good form specifically when I'm doing deadlifts because every single time I've ever done deadlifts, my lower back hurts. So it's just, it's not a, a, a type of exercise that works for me personally, but I do understand the benefits for other people. Um, so, so Ben talked about how, um, you know, okay, so you finally learned about gut health and he's like apple skins, it seems is where it all began from you. Um, and you are very into like prebiotic, Uh, real foods over powders for for gut health. Um, And I did look up the difference between probiotics and prebiotics because they were throwing out some terms. So probiotics are living strains of bacteria that add to the population of good bacteria in your digestive system prebiotics are specialized plant fiber that acts as food for the good bacteria. So maybe some of you already know this. I wanted to just look up the difference because I wasn't like 100% clear on it. Um, They also started talking about HMOs in baby formula. And he was talking about how Um, Joel like recommends like this baby formula because it has HMO in it and so I ended up they didn't really describe and explain what HMOs were so it's human milk oligosaccharides and they're a very important and interesting constituent of human milk and are the third most abundant solid component after lactose and lipids. Uh, HMOs are prebiotics Uh, which are types of dietary fiber that the human body cannot digest. So they serve as food for probiotics, um, and that makes them synergistic with probiotic strains. And together, those two ingredients might help to support a well-balanced microbiota and support the development of normal human uh, immune function. So that was just a little bit on HMO because they didn't really go into what that was. And I was just curious to do a little bit of research. it looks like HMOs are also thought to reduce infections because some bacteria need to attach to the gut surface to cause disease. And if HMOs are present, bacteria may combine with them instead and pass out through the stool without disease taking hold. So um, so anyway, that was some interesting things about, and, and it makes sense why he's promoting the consumption of HMOs now that I know what they are. <laughs> um, so Joel was talking about how he's not a fan of using prebiotic powders. He's like, it's, it's tied to brain fog. He's like, he's, I, I, he's like, I really support more of like the natural fermentation types of food because the gut overall is a tube and it has cells everywhere throughout that tube. So if you're using a prebiotic capsule or some kind of powder, it'll sprinkle along that gut tube, but not evenly. And so, you know, whereas food and fermentation can allow for the natural passage and it actually cleans that gut tube so much better and more effectively than doing some sort of sprinkle of of a of a prebiotic powder. And he said that the overconsumption of these powders um, is not good. A jump, a jump start can be, can be useful. You know, there, there can be a use for these powders in some instances. But overall, he's like, use natural foods that act as prebiotics versus using a powder, um, which makes sense, right? Natural food over, you know, a, a, sup, a supplement type of thing. And so, so the, Ben said. Um, so you're really big on semi green bananas, asparagus, grapefruit, stuff that feeds the gut um, with prebiotic rich foods. And and Joel was like, yes, but the order of operation is important. He's like, there are some people who can eat fiber, and their body actually gets more bloated due to the way that they consumed. And the chemical breakdown that occurred because of the specific pattern that they ate. He's like, if you have gut issues, you might need to clear certain bacteria that causes inflammation. Then they will be able to digest better. It can be fixed, but they need to understand what's happening. And he, this this does make sense. I mean, everybody's genetic profile is very different. So what he's basically saying is you need to understand how your own body will respond to some of this food. You know, if you're going to just go and eat a bunch of apple skins or semi-green bananas, but you have a, a gut that will react negatively to that, you might want to do, you know, consume something different that can uh, clear some of that, you know, gut bacteria that's causing that reaction and then, and then consume. So I do think that that's good information. Uh, I do think that, um, you know, different things, you know, affect people differently and, and it is important to understand your own body, um, Ben talked about, he was curious about fat loss, young muscle, you know, if you have a leaky gut, he brought up this idea, this, this term called hisperitin in OJ, and how, you know, people really talk poorly of OJ, mainly orange juice, just basically because it has a lot of sugar and it's processed, um, but it also does have hisperitin in it, and and that can be really good for you. So I did look up asperitin because they didn't explain what it was. So it's believed to play a role in plant defense. It's a flavonone. Uh, which is found in citrus fruits. Now, I was familiar with the term flavonone because cannab- cannabis has flavonoids, and f- the flavonoids uh, give it its smell and and flavor. But also, they do have therapeutic effects. So, um, so I can imagine how this compound in orange juice can also be very beneficial health wise. Uh, so, so what Joel was talking about in relation to this, it goes, he's like, it goes beyond macros. He said, some people, some foods work independently of calories, you know, food with unique functional properties that work independently of calories. And, and it's important to use the right food in the right situation because there's a time and a place that can serve a function. So he's basically talking about, you know, this idea of it's not just all about calories in, calories out. There are certain calories or food groups that act in a certain way to increase your metabolism. Very similar to what I was talking about with Dr. William Lees and how there are foods that actually can get your brown fat to to burn fat for you during the day if you're choosing those types of foods. Um, It's like, you know, look at the Weight Watchers uh, diet plan now. There's a, like the whole foods are now zero points because they want people to realize that, hey, these really, you don't even need to count these necessarily towards your calorie content or, or point content because you're eating whole foods and your body responds really well and digests whole foods really well. It's the processed stuff. That contain that count for points, so it's it's kind of teaching a similar thing in that each calorie is not made is not equal, right? There's calories that are whole foods that can help you burn fat and increase your metabolism. So that's that's what I believe he was getting at through this uh, through this discussion. And Ben talked about this idea that you can reset the gut to change your body composi- composition. And the way you combine foods can allow for those specific reactions. He's like, this is incredible. Um, you know, You, he's like, Joel, you talk about a lot about fat loss, food timing, and how you can turn a weight gain meal into a fat loss meal. So can you talk about that? And so what Joel wanted to do was figure out how to function effectively within this real world we're all living in. He said, you know, we're eating on the go, we're eating out, and, you know, we're getting takeout, we're eating preservatives. He's like, you're you're burning fat and storing fat throughout the day, so you just need to think about how your body is going to function so that it can burn appropriately. So he's like, take cheesecake, for example. He's like, it's calorie dense. Some pieces, like if you're going to the Cheesecake Factory, can be up to 2,000 calories, He's like, but he's like, we can tap into something I call eating meals in sequences of three and accessing the natural ways we burn, burn and store fat throughout the day. He's like, with a 2000 calorie piece of cheesecake, he's like, you're going to store that. He's like, there's just no way around it. He goes, so the best thing we can do is accentuate the fat burn in the meals around it. You know, example, he's like, take this for an example. He's like, you take a baked potato. Just just eating a baked potato alone, that's going to be high on the glycemic index. But if you add a whey protein shake, and you're actually adding calories, but you're you're going to turn that more into a fat burning meal versus a a a, a fat a weight gaining meal. He goes because the glycemic index will actually go down. He goes, but it gets even better if you put the whey protein shake 30 minutes before the starch potatoes. He said, so so basically just playing with the timing and incremental shifts in adding, you know, a bit of cinnamon, you know, waiting for the potato to cool 15 minutes, then adding some butter. He goes, all these tiny changes turns a meal that could have made us gain weight, turns it into a fat burning meal because of the way it's then metabolized. So that's what I was talking about earlier when I was talking about, okay, I ate some protein, so now I can have a little bit of a donut, right? It's like the the body having that protein in it, if I'd just eaten that donut, my glycemic index would shoot through the roof. I would store all that donut as fat. But if my body's working hard to burn protein down and it's slowing down the glycemic index for that donut, I'm not as likely to store that because, you know, my body has the protein in there first. And it's, it's, again, it's very similar to what the glucose goddess says, you know, put, she says, put clothes on your food, which is like, put a a slather of peanut butter on your banana so that, again, it lowers that glycemic index. So, you know, it's, it's just different ways of, of saying similar concepts that we've heard from different types of people. I think the way that William Lee put it, I was like, oh, wow, this is fascinating. I've just, it's it's a concept I've heard before, but the way he's putting it is like, oh, like light bulb. So that didn't, I mean... I was able to garner what Joel Green was saying and Ben did a good job of kind of summing everything up and and restating it so that it was a little bit simpler for the audience. But overall, I just didn't love the way that Joel delivers his message. And, you know, my listener who recommended it, she probably loves that. You know, I mean, I'm sure for her, listening to that is exactly the way she wants to have information delivered to her. So, um, I don't know. This is probably a much more like <laughs> that's that's a science heavy podcast. This is definitely much more of an entertainment podcast. So um, she likes both. So that's a good thing. But um, I, again, I do recommend. Uh, I do appreciate the recommendation. It's just the way that Joel delivers his information. Just I don't know. It's not my favorite. Anyway, Ben's kind of summed up what he was saying. He's like, you mention in the book, you talk about eating Jello before the cheesecake or green beans or red phenols which helps to offset the caloric density of the meal and allows our body to metabolize better now i i looked up red phenol powder because they kept talking about it. i'm like what is this damn red phenol powder and and do i need it do i need to be sprinkling this on my food and it's a it's basically it's a powdered mix of red berries which i i have red berries in my protein shake so Um, anyway, it says your gut bacteria loves berries and these red pigments keep your skin and heart healthy and have a lot of other benefits too. Berries have strong anti-inflammatory properties. So it's basically just berry powder. (laughs) That's what it is. Uh, and, and of course, that's why I put berries in my shake because they're healthy for you. But this idea of, you know, Joel calls it jujitsu for food and, Ben says, calorie in and calorie out, people are gonna go crazy. He's like, So I might try some of these things and test them. He's like, So you recommend 20 grams of whey protein with steel cut oats, then eat the cheesecake 30 minutes later. Then after that, eat raw green beans and raw cauliflower with red phenol powder and a little jello. Why jello? Now, let me just stop right there, okay? He's suggesting eating this, you know, big meal of protein and oatmeal, then, and he's using cheesecake as an example, but he's basically talking, he's basically talking about good balance here. <laughs> that's what he's talking about. It's like, eat something that's nutrient dense, high in protein, low in sugar to get your day started, right? The whey protein and the steel cut oats. okay? Then eat something decadent. Cheesecake, fried chicken, whatever you want, like you know, ice cream. Just eat your decadent thing, and then go eat some raw green beans and raw cauliflower sprinkled with red phenol powder so that your body metabolizes better. Now that okay, first of all, raw cauliflower is fucking disgusting. I hate it's the worst vegetable in the world. I'm sorry. I'm sure some of you love it. I I detest raw cauliflower, and for me you know, like other people that are kind of like the non-diet people would probably look at this idea and be like, that is fucking disordered eating. (laughs) You know, it's like, I mean, it's really no different than going for a walk after the cheesecake or, you know, going swimming or, you know, burning it off in in some other way. It's like, do you want to go for a walk? Do you want to eat some raw cauliflower? To me, I'd rather go for a walk, to be honest. But um, I was curious about the Jello, so and Ben was too. He's like, "Why Jello?" And so Joel says it has glycine, which is an ami- which is an amino acid. Now he didn't actually say that it's an amino acid; he just said it has glycine. I was curious what glycine was, so I looked it up after and found out it was an amino acid. So that does make sense because it, it has collagen in it, right? So glycine is in collagen. And so it helps you burn fat and reduce inflammation while you sleep. Um it, it allows for reduced hunger and speeds up fat loss. So um, so yeah, I, I did go and look up glycine. And because I realized it was amino an amino acid, I'm like, oh, it's because I was like, I was like, I need to start eating jello, which I don't even like jello uh but i was like oh maybe i should start eating jello but then i went and looked at my but i'm like oh it's just because it has collagen in it and then i went and looked at my collagen and my collagen was um had 2400 milligrams of glycine in it so i'm like oh i don't need to eat jello i've got it covered because i put this collagen in my coffee so I have that. I have that collagen. I'm sure glycine is in all collagen, but I love the one I use. I have it on my website, thedietobsessed.com, if you want to check it out. But it has 2,400 grams per serving, and I typically have a couple servings of collagen each day because I drink a couple cups of coffee. So anyway. Interesting stuff. I mean, again, I'm taking some of the information that, that he's laying out, looking up some of the terms and being like, oh, I'm already doing some of this stuff. Okay, that's why this makes a lot of sense. This is just different ways of stating some of the same concepts that I'm already doing. So so then Ben's like, well, why don't you just take a cold shower and um, Rather than eat all these things before and after, he's like, doesn't that work the same way? And I'm like, yeah, it's the same thing. Like, go for a walk. He's like, take a cold shower. Like, do these things that can boost your metabolism. Like, do you have to like go eat raw cauliflower? And and then Joel goes into this long diatribe of cold cold showers have to be done and or cold you know cold plunges basically have to be done in specific times. He's like, it can be overdone. Um, and he goes into this long explanation on the science of long plunges versus cold to short plunges. And and Ben ended up summing it up. He's like, Oh yeah, well, I just do short, short, you know, short little showers and it works great. So so my point though was that Joel went into this really long, complicated uh you know, education, I guess. I mean, again, if you like hearing all the detailed science great. You'll, you will love this podcast going and listening it to yourself if you like those details. And I, I pride myself on being a detailed girl, but I don't need that much scientific detail with scientific terms. I basically do want to know some of the terms and I, I do want to know what it's going to do for me because I definitely, I love these biohacks. And I will say I don't even know how old Joel Green is. I kind of want to look it up because he, I will say he does look fairly young when I go to like, I'm, I'm following him on uh, Instagram and, um, it looks like it's not easy to find how old he is. Maybe he's like gotten rid of it all, but, um. I don't know. He definitely, I think he definitely does biohack. I mean, if you think about in the 1970s, he was interval training. So I would imagine he was at least maybe 20 by then. So anyway, maybe he's like fifth is he's he's probably in his fifties. That's my guess. Um he does look good. So I'm I'm sure these biohacking things have worked. Uh, I mean, look, and he's he's experimented on himself a lot. Like he talks about how he he got shredded, then he got fat, then he again from doing all these different things. And I do like that he talks about using natural fermented foods as prebiotics over powders. You know, so there's definitely some really good nuggets of information in here. Uh, and, and honestly, I was going to do another DST review. Um, I kind of wanted to do the whole girl dinner topic. Okay, so I wanted to do this girl dinner topic because it interested me and it's, you know, this TikTok trend and it's very current. So I just wanted to do this because it's very timely and you're my subscribers, so you deserve an extra long episode if you want to listen to it. So here, here it is. Um, and, at, and I was going to start a Patreon, um, you know, this is the type of thing I might have put as a bonus episode. Uh, on my VIP level, which I'm still planning on doing, but I realized Patreon's not gonna work. Um, there's a couple of reasons why, so I'm still working on it. I will be able to offer different tiers of access on ACAST, so. I will get there. But until then, I'm going to give all of you the bonus episodes because you are supporting the show and I appreciate you. So this girl dinner, now it started out, you know, this DST episode started out with Remy talking about how she's going on a bachelorette party and it's going to be bathing suit galore. And she's like, look, it's all about the pro- about the bride anyway. So like, why do I need to look good? It's, it's about her. It's not about me. And Emily is just like, that is the attitude to have. Now you just need to figure out how to carry it over for the rest of the summer. And Remy's like, well, I'm not ready to really think about that. I just want to get through this event. I'll also be busy. I'm going to be charge of media and and executing these TikTok trends. So I won't even really be able to think about, you know, how I look. Uh, Speaking of TikTok trends, let's discuss this girl dinner. Now, I had posted on my Instagram at the Diet Obsessed podcast, I had posted my own kind of girl dinner, but it was just like a salad and some green beans that I had one night and a little glass of wine. And I think I ended up using the wrong song. Uh, The one that they use on TikTok is a little bit different. I pulled mine from a Weight Watchers episode or Instagram post. So anyway. Go to TikTok if you want to see the real song. But they're talking about the song. They kind of like it. But they're basically like, so what this girl dinner is, is it's basically a collection of snacks. You know, it's the original photo. There were some pepperoni. There were some pickles. There were some pita chips and some strawberries. And Emily's like, yeah, it's like an appetizer plate, which, you know, can be the best part of the meal. I mean, I love charcuterie. Um, This is kind of like that. And Remy's like, well, at first it seemed like it was kind of like anti-woman, like, oh, a man eats a full dinner and a girl dinner is just these little snacks. But now that I'm looking at it, it's not really about it being small. It's just more of kind of like a scavenger dinner kind of like my dinners this week. Uh, and Emily's like, it's a hodgepodge of sorts. I, I didn't like it at first. You know, she's like, because some of the meals seemed really tiny. Like I saw this one with just like a fruit roll up and a little piece of cheese. And I thought that the implication was like, oh, girls need to eat like little birds. And and Remy's like, it reminded me of a family member who used to say, no, that's a man portion and a women's portion. You just cut that in half. Uh, But when I'm having dinners like this, it's because I'm eating like everything in the house. And I know personally when I'm scavenging, I don't arrange it nicely on a plate. I'm usually just eating. Uh, Emily's like, it's not so much a girl dinner as a lazy dinner. (laughs) She's like, so are you calling girls lazy TikTok? And Remy's like, but if any of it's pointing to girls eating less, I don't like that. Uh, and Emily's just like, I think it's just something where I think I thought I should be offended, but the more I thought about it, she's like, this is what I do when my boyfriend goes away. I'll just eat like granola and a yogurt because like, you know, when I'm, when it's the two of us, I'm thinking about both of us and I'm like, oh, we need to have a protein. We need to have a starch. We need to have a vegetable. It needs to be a a meal meal. But when I'm alone, I go for, you know, kind of like light breakfast or snack foods and Remy's like, I think I had a girl dinner last night. I had a bunch of string cheese. I had a bowl of cereal. I had some fruit. Then I had some cookies. Really, it's just lazy as fuck. She's like, and embarrassing. She's like, you wouldn't really do this in front of another person. And Emily's like, if someone asks me what I had for dinner the night before, and I had a girl dinner, she's like, I might lie and tell them like I ordered pizza. I I don't know why it's embarrassing to tell people that I had like four Oreos and some smoked turkey. But it's and Remy's like, it's because you didn't prepare anything. And that's not what people envision when they think of dinner. And so Emily's, but actually it's kind of weird how they've defined like what's a snack and what's a meal. She's like, cause maybe I want a snack around 3 PM, but I had lunch and I'm hungry again, but there's no snacks in the house. So I could have a meal type food, but just have less of it. You know, like I could have like a half a sandwich, but in my mind, the definition of a snack, needs to be something like cheese or something you pick at. And, and Remy's like, Girl dinner is blurring the lines between meals and snacks. She's like, the good thing about girl dinner is there's portion control. She's like, you know, you never know how much you're going to want. So if you just have a small amount of a bunch of things, that could be a good thing. And Emily's like, you know, the more layers I peel back, she's like, what if nothing that you're eating actually scratches the surface of what you really want to eat? And then you end up eating everything in your kitchen, but you're not satisfied. That's where we cross over into binge eating. And I only say this because this was my experience. You know, I would come home after work so hungry, but not want a full meal. You know, and I'll take a little bit of this, a little bit of that, but I'm not satisfied. So then three hours I've consumed like all the raw oats in the house, but I'm still not satisfied. So maybe I should have just ordered the Popeyes that I wanted so that, you know, it's unhealthy, but you know, I don't know. She's like, it's different than this girl, girl dinner trend, but maybe we should just change the name. And, and Remy's like, it could also come from not wanting to cook, you know, or clean or go spend money out. She's like the, just the the name just overall sucks. So, um, so that was, that was the first part of their girl dinner episode. I know for me, there's some nights where I do, I'm just like, I just want to pick at things. And like last night I had some black olives and then I had a little bit of popcorn and then I had, um, I, I, I did remember I had wrapped up that donut and I ate the donut. <laughs> so, you know, I'm, I, I had, uh, you know, a couple almonds. I mean, it was just like scavenging. And then there's other days where I need a well-balanced meal. I need some chicken, I need some vegetables, I need a starch. And when I'm craving a meal like that, like for example, if I'm visiting my mother and she tells me that she's making, you know, chicken with red wine sauce and a salad on the side for dinner, I am craving that well-balanced meal all day long. And I just, I don't even want anything else. I don't want chips. I don't want any, anything else. I want that, that that chicken, that rice, that delicious, crisp bite of vegetable with it. And that's the only thing that's going to satisfy me. So I get into both modes where I just want to pick and snack for meals. And then I need like a real well-balanced, delicious meal. So I go both ways. So they took a break. Then they came back with a dear DST which is is a listener that writes in. So here's what this girl wrote in about. Okay, this, this listener, this uh, email that she wrote in is crazy. So listen to this. So this girl wrote into DST and she says, my mom also struggles with weight. I think I, hold on. Okay, so this listener wrote in and what she was talking about is how she struggles with her weight and her mom also struggles with weight. And she's like, I learned a lot of unhealthy beliefs and toxic mindsets from her. She's gone through years of yo-yo dieting, fad fad diets, commenting on other people's bodies, and negative self-talk. She's made it clear that she values people based on their weight. For example, I lost 75 pounds over a two-year period in my 20s. It was gradual, And after I lost it, my mom said she wished my grandmother could see me pretty and skinny, and at least she got to see her skinny. And uh, her grandmother had died the year before this girl had lost her weight. And so, but her mom had done the lap band to lose weight. So she did lose a lot of weight, but she also got malnourished and had to have it taken out when she was diagnosed with cancer and was going through chemo. So she ended up needing nourishment during that time and gained weight back after having it taken out. She said, I, of course, am just happy to have her cancer free, but I didn't and I didn't really notice her weight gain. But her doctor must have because then her doctor prescribed her Wagovi and she's been on it for three months and is down 18 pounds. So, of course, she's happy about it and feels the need to gush about it every time I see her. But as someone who sees a a nutritionist and works really hard to eat correctly and exercise daily, you know, it makes me feel a certain way to see her brag about her weight loss, especially considering she's just taking a shot. You know, I'm someone who has always taken the natural approach and she's always gone for the shortcut. It's very unhelpful. When someone who should be a role model for me is trying to make you envy her, she's like, I know she's only doing this to ask me what size I am or how much I've lost in a year. And it's only five pounds because I'm maintaining a long-term lifestyle, not just trying to get skinny. And so, you know, when she had the lap band, she would give me her old clothes to make me feel bad for being bigger than her. Any advice on how I should approach this with my mom? I think she's great. I think she it's great that she wants to be healthier and is feeling good, but I don't want uh, a representative. I don't want to keep feeling the psychological damage from ongoing messaging that doesn't serve me. She's like, I'm trying for body neutrality and body acceptance. And she is just, you know, really derailing me here. And so, so that was the end of that letter. Can you imagine having a mom like this? Oh my god, talk about almond mom. So Remy Remy speaks first and she's like this is bringing me the this she brings up almond mom. So she's like this brings back this idea of almond mom. She's like it doesn't it doesn't make you an almond mom just cuz you want someone to be healthy. But and and just because someone, you know, wants you to be healthy, it doesn't mean they're trying to almond you. She's like but this is literal psychological damage and it's a quintessential almond mom. And Emily's like, I don't even know if this counts as an almond mom, because it's not even under the guise that this is like a healthy way to eat. And and then they kind of get into a back and forth on, you know, what denotes an almond mom. And Remy's like, almond moms don't need you to be healthy. They just want you to be thin. And Emily's like, well, when I think of an almond mom, I think, oh, no, don't eat that. It has preservatives. Like, I connect it more to food in the house and what the kids are allowed to eat, You know, this is something I'm very familiar with. And, you know, based on my own life experience, you know, grandma wants to see you thin. Remy's like, it's a terrible thing to use grief, like of her grandmother dying. And and at the same time, dig into your insecurities. That sounds horrible. And Emily's like, you know, the way they're tying pretty and skinny, the way her mom's tying pretty and skinny together. She's like, when she said at least she saw me skinny, like grandma didn't give a fuck. Grandma was on her way out. And Remy, Remy's like, well, what if grandma did give a fuck? You know, she probably got those issues from her grandmother. And and Emily's like, I doubt grandma was on her deathbed thinking, oh, I wish I could see my daughter skinny. Like at your end of life, I doubt that's the priority. It's just really sad that that's how she's memorializing this person and what was important to her. And and Remy's like, who do we know that has a grandma that's trying to lose weight? And Emily's like, well, that would be me. You know, my grandmother talks about that. You know, she used to end the evening with a scoop of ice cream, and she's since eliminated that so she can lose some weight. And I'm like, for Who? You know, I just don't understand that at all. And and Remy's like, her grandma could have been on her deathbed thinking about her own weight for all we know. I mean, this is how, you know, these disordered minds think. And and Emily's like, mine grandma is 90. And she always talks about wanting to see her grandkids grow up. She wants to see me get married. She actually won't shut up about it. Uh, I'm not sure if narcissism narcissism is the word. But, you know, I don't think it, that that was the most important thing for her as a grandmother after all. You know, she's like, I, you know, we all hear the little digs here and there, you know, giving clothes that don't fit anymore. You know, saying stuff like, these are huge on me now, but they look good good on you. You know, I have clothes right now that are too big for me. And I have a friend that they look great on, but I would never put it to her in that way. You know, I'd say it in a more in a kinder way that wouldn't trigger her. Um, And Remy's like, the part about the Wagovi, she's like, the fact that her daughter is doing it the harder way and the mom just gets to like flip a switch and take this drug and have an easier time, it's like a quick fix. And Emily's like, there are a lot of people who can't afford it uh, who have to do it the longer, harder way. And Remy's like, I also know people who can afford it, who choose to do it the natural way. You know, you'll feel better doing it that way rather than taking a shortcut. I mean, this in general is just a a bad role model. She's like, it's not going to be something that you want for your life. And Emily's like... You know, sometimes our parents don't give us the best advice in some things, but in other ways they can. I mean, I don't go to my mom about food or body acceptance things because, you know, she just acts weird even about intuitive eating. So, you know, sometimes you just put up boundaries with your family um, and just, you know, if you know that about them. And, and Remy's like, I think she's bringing it up because the mom wants the daughter to go on Wagovi too. She's like, look how good I look and how easy it can be. Maybe you should try it too. You know, ask her next time she brags, do you want, it, it, are you saying this because you want me to take this too? Like I'm going more the nutrition exercise route, but you know, it would be kind of interesting to ask her. And Emily's like, is losing weight quickly worth it? You know, worth the side effects? Is the conversation worth it? You know, maybe you should just avoid the conversation completely. If you get really upset, you know, maybe just set the boundary on that topic. Um, and Remy's like, well, maybe just have her listen to the Almond Mom show, you know, and then she'll get that. we well, get what she's doing. Um, she's like, maybe not this specific episode where we're talking shit about her, but maybe that episode. And And Emily's like, yeah, start by trying to avoid the topic. If that doesn't work, ask her why she brings it up to you. Like, do you want me to take this Wagovi? And if she keeps denying it, you know, have her listen to the Almond Mom episode or set a firm boundary. Uh, It's just trying to give this girl some advice. So Remy's like, you could also say, I'm so glad that you're feeling great because I do too. And, you know... You could also try something called EFT tapping. I don't know a lot about it, but it's supposed to be a good therapy tool for stressful situations. Um, And so, so anyway, they kind of try to give these, these different ideas. I think what's interesting is, and Emily did briefly say it. She's like, you know, your mom has these side effects. Because here's the thing, if this girl was able to lose 75 pounds naturally from food and diet and, and, and is building a lifestyle, guess what? Like she's the winner, right? And, and, and look, I, you know, it it keeps coming up. Oh, she gets to take a shortcut. Oh, she gets to just flip a switch. Oh, she just gets to do it the easy way. I would not want to have to take a shot. I wouldn't have to want to have to spend $700 a month or whatever she's spending an astronomical amount of money. I wouldn't have to want to be nauseous and constipated or with diarrhea or whatever those side effects are. Like pretty much everyone's having side effects, either at least nausea. And like, and and who knows what the risks are long-term. Like that's not something to be like, oh, I get to do this. And, you know, if somebody chooses that path, yeah, they might have some short, short-term short results, but what are they actually potentially doing long-term? I don't see that as something, I see that as a personal choice, but not as this like, oh, they're just flipping a switch and I should be like mad about it because I, I'm doing the hard work. Like you doing the hard work is gonna serve you longer, period. So, and and by the way, the lap band too. Lap band malnourishment. Her mom was malnourished. How much money did she spend on that surgery? Like, hello? Like, none of this is a good, positive thing. I did agree with Remy. It does kind of sound like her mom wants her to take Wagovi. And is kind of like, look, this could be so much easier for you if you wanted to take this. I do think that that's probably her her, maybe potentially a little bit of an intention there. Um, but God, I just thank God I don't have a mom like this. Oh my God. I, <laughs> I'm so glad I was raised with food forward family that wanted to stuff me versus starve me. Oh, what a difference. So anyway, that is the show. Thank you so much for being part of my community. Thank you so much for subscribing. Uh, Please take time to rate review this podcast. Just leave some stars, leave a comment. It makes such a world of a difference, ideally on Apple Podcasts. Um, But uh, please follow me at the Diet Obsessed on Instagram. Um, I've got my website up if you want to go check that out with my superfood smoothie on it. And until we meet again, I hope all of you have a very balanced week.